Hello and welcome back to another episode of Secrets Behind the Music Business. I'm your host, Barry Victor, and today we have with us a very special guest who is an event producer, my friend, Mr. J.D. Bailey. J.D., how you doing today? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. No problem, man. I know you just got done shooting something, so I appreciate you even making the time to sit with us today, man. Oh, of course, man. Appreciate you reaching out, too. Likewise. Um, so... Before I jump into the questions, I always like to just get the backstory of who you are and how you actually got into the piece that I'm actually interviewing you for today, which is the event producing. So how did you get into that field of work? Dope, dope. Yeah, so um, as far as with the events and producing things like that, overall, it started, you know, when I was just, uh, when I was 18, like I finally was able to be old enough to go to these different events and clubs and everything, and I'll just roll with some friends and I remember my first gig and everything like that was uh, I was doing promotions. I was a promoter in Hollywood, just, you know, really basically brought out some friends. And then somebody tapped me, brought me to the side, like, hey, are you a promoter here? And I'm like, no. And he's like, do you want to be? You have a group of 10 people you brought. And I'm like, I mean, sure. What does that mean? So I started with promoting like clubs and everything like that. Then with in college with my fraternity, I was a social chair. So I was a person in charge of producing our events and our day parties and our formals. And then from there, we started Open Canvas, which is like the platform of resources for artists. And now I'm just continuing that whole vibe with uh, with music, art, poetry, and even uh, I'm just starting to get into health and fitness with another project coming up. So really, it's it's something that I've, I've started, you know, since 18. Now I'm 24, about to be 25, May 5th. And um, I enjoy it. It's like something you can't replace because those feelings, the uh, engagements and the kind of experiences you get from events you know, you, you look back on that and it definitely sets a tone for, for what you want to do and brings it back to, you know, my purpose, which is I like connecting people. Yeah. And I heard you mention that through some other videos and interviews that I watched of you just about how you can't ever replace that, that um, physical performance. Like, you know, you can listen to a track as many times as you want to, you know, download it, stream it. But going to a show and being within reach of that person that you went to go see, it's, just, it's an experience that only you can have you know what i mean like everybody can be like oh i listened to the album that's dope and you all can have that experience but to be like man i was at the show you know the person gave me a high five or they shouted me out in the crowd or something it's just something right. that can't be replaced yeah it's that whole experience from even finding a way to get there to hoping you make it on time mm -hmm. trying to get past the lines and security making sure you're with your group of friends at the actual event like right. it's something that you can't replace it creates a deeper memory than anything you could just listen to yeah it's like, man, it was crazy. Like, we was running late or, you know, the security didn't want to let us in. We couldn't find <laughs> the other people we came with. Like, it's so much that goes into to the story that makes it memorable. So I'm glad that you're actually, um, you know, facilitating that and just giving people opportunities. Because people who aren't in the, you know, the music industry, they don't know that somebody actually has to put these events together and have to coordinate with the artists, with the vendors, and all of these different parts that uh take place for this to go on that you know the consumers and the fans they only just see the finished product so it's like you're the guy that's making this all happen and was that something that you went to school for or did that no no it's kind of yeah with events and open canvas and everything like that it was all just experience i went to school with for uh, communication studies okay so I guess in a way, you know, it helps out. I learned the different ways people communicate, like masculine and feminine communication mm -hmm. and just being upfront, transparent with your intentions. Mm. So, I mean, it definitely helps with, you know, what I'm doing. But my background, my background in school was pretty different. And then, you know, my background experience, it started with sales. And then now it's it's more event production, connecting people, which is, I guess it's still sales. 
you're selling yourself on why I want to, why they want to put me in responsibility for, you know, this, this task, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So you mentioned open canvas a lot. So tell us what open canvas is and what was the purpose for creating it? I want to know the meaning behind the name too. Perfect. Perfect. So open canvas, we're a platform of, uh, we're a platform of resources for up and coming artists. And the reason we even call it open canvas is because every artist needs a canvas. Mm -hmm. We're just open to those different aspects from music to art, to poetry, film. And we throw events to bring those things all together. That's my side is the event side. We're also building out some things on the tech side and and studio music side as well. But what I focus on is, is the events part of it. And the whole platform is to bring people together to get them further in their careers. Okay. Now, when you talk about you doing all that work, what type of work goes into producing an event? Like, from are you planning a month out is this something that can take a week and be done or is it based on what type of event it is where the location is like how many specific details are involved when you're planning your events yeah so i mean it's really it's kind of case by case if you want to break it down like that but Mm -hmm. the, the simplest way to explain it is there's just certain steps so first and something i don't know if every event producer does this or you know like what their process is everybody finds their own but for me i really like to start with a concept so like, what's the purpose of the event? Why are we doing it? Uh, an example of something like that is one of our events we call Canvas Connections. So it's um, it's basically, it's an event where it's more of a networking party. And then the concept was to bring people together to network and then get them to that next level of music or, or poetry or comedy. But the thing is just like within this concept, we had to break down each detail. So first the concept is Canvas Connections. It's a networking party. And then how do we make that optimal? Like how do we you know bring it to its full potential? every featured act is now also an event producer. So we, there's a whole bunch of talented artists in the world, but now we're targeting talented artists that are also event producers that are also in this certain area. And now that's a showcase and we have an open mic to kick it off. But because everybody in the building is an event producer, because it's a networking event, the demand for the open mic goes up. Because now if you're an artist, you're know, trying to get out there, me, myself as a poet, or you know, some friends of mine like yourself, I'm sure you've gone to like two or three open mics in a night just to try to get the stage, just to try to network and build. Right. With us, we have five event producers that are featured as headliners on the same event. So just come to one. Like, you don't have to worry about too much. You know, it mm-hmm. simplifies things. So is that your strategy that's uh, different from a lot of other people you've seen that's been doing the same type of work? You guys make sure that the artists that you bring on are actually, um, or should I say the producers, event producers that you bring on are actually artists. Is that like the strategy and what makes you guys unique? That's what makes that one event series unique. Yeah, I feel like that's something that, you know, I've seen the demand but from it. Our first show, we got like 110 people with the week of promotion. And it's it's a that's a that's a huge number for us. We're still kind of starting out. We're only within three years. But um, yeah, I think something that sets us apart from everybody else that's doing events, that's working within music, even like, you know, these corporations and stuff is we always start with the concept. Then we build out on that concept because we feel like everything we're doing, it has to have a purpose. Like we'll never throw just a showcase to throw a showcase or just a concert to throw a concert. Like there's a purpose, it's a long-term game. So everything is that, everything that we produce, it's meant to be either like a monthly or bi-monthly or year, yearly series. Like no longer are we trying to even get involved with one-off events because there's no longevity with that. You know, it's, you, can't really, you can't really create a full concept with just one event, like it's not enough. So we're, we, had to, we had to readjust that. And you know, we're still readjusting it as things change. But I think something that sets apart with uh, Open Canvas is that we do everything with intention and purpose. And that's why we have so many event series. We have like about five now. And we're just trying to expand it. 
and uh, get it to new areas for more for more and more people to help benefit. Nice. And then you talking about purpose. I know that to be true because I know you um, had the partnership with Capital One. What was the purpose yeah. behind partnering with them? So with Capital One, it was just it was crazy timing, man. It was like the way that the world works. It was, it was really it was really a blessing because Capital One had recently taken over the ING buildings, which is, uh, you know, I don't know if you've uh, if you've seen those, but the big orange ball with the lion back in the days. They, they took over all of the ING buildings, and now it's called the Capital One Cafes. So they started their cafe series. I've, I've been seeing the cafes around, but I didn't know, like, those were other buildings before. Yeah, so, I mean, it's still it's still starting. Like, they've only been doing that for a few years now, too. So the timing of it was insane. We ended up having a mutual friend that worked for the bank, and we had just started our company, Open Canvas. So it's like we told them what we're looking to do, what our goals are with everything, and then we became kind of their community involvement where they would give us a space to host it. We'd bring out dope talent and artists. It started with saving for your dreams. So the whole thing was like, you come into the bank, you'll do a showcase that we'd host. And then they'll give advice on ways that you could save to actually achieve your dreams. But now it's more of like a partnership where we're able to be mobile and partner with different areas. And our next event coming up with um, with Capital One is actually gonna be all the way in Walnut Creek on May 11th. Okay. Now, when you were mentioning them uh, talking about different ways you can save money, is that somebody from the company or is that information being handed down to you or somebody at Open Canvas and then you're sharing the information? So it was it was directly from Capital One. They had some of their bankers come up. They did like a, a slideshow for a couple of them. Some of them, they just did overviews of like tips and advice during the intermission. Other times they just set up a little booth where you can go there directly and talk to some bankers and get like a consultation free from the event if you're in the space with us. So, I mean, that was one great thing. And then coming up for Capital One in Walnut Creek, we're doing like a full women's empowerment event. Nice, nice. I'm going to try to get some people out there for you. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I'd love to have you involved. For sure. Now, um, in terms of creativity, when you partnering with people, because like you had the title of saving for your dreams what that was that something they came up with or did they allow you guys to come up with that yeah we we kind of we we brainstormed we came up with it together okay but definitely the saving for your dreams it was tailored more to, to you know help provide the resources that the bank offered because they were nice enough to lessen the space and um with walnut creek it was it was really cool like we came together on a different concept the woman's empowerment but what i like about this one that we're about to do on may 11th is that it's not really tailored to any certain business you know what I mean? Like open canvas, there's nothing really woman specific about it. Same with Capital One. But we came together and decided like it'll be nice to do a woman's empowerment event. And that's just what we decided and wanted to do. And then we planned it to be Mother's Day weekend so that we could show love to all the mothers and the and the people that are really showing leadership in the community as, that are women. And um, yeah, now I feel like it's it's more of like an open partnership and we hope to work with them consistently and branch out to other other cafes. But I'm just really excited because now this is the first one that's not tailored to any business. It's actually with the purpose of just empowering women and sharing that light and putting them on the platform to say, like, thank you. You know nice. what I mean? Yeah. Nah, man, I appreciate, like, the, the intentions that you have with the events that you're doing because it brings in just different people from uh, different walks of life. So it's like y'all basically shouting out everybody so nobody feels excluded. Like, if you're you know a specific gender or you a specific race if you're a specific financial class like it's bringing everybody together man and that's one thing that like music has the power to do so you bringing these creative artists together and poets together 
it's all one big language housed under open canvas, man. So it's it's really like a community thing that you're doing, which is very dope. Right, man. It's just like music is powerful. You know what I'm saying? It's it's one of the few things that you could understand no matter what language you speak, where you come from, how old you are. So the fact that music could bring people together like that, I just hope that an event could do it justice where the music gets that light too. You know what I mean? So right, right. It's a great thing to do too, man. So I appreciate that. Yeah, all good, man. It's It's like... We got to support each other. You know what I mean? That's the only way we're going we gonna to come up. If everybody's just trying to be an individual and only think about themselves, it's going to be a much harder road, you know? So, And I know right. you're always trying to connect people and bring people together. Even if you're not involved, you like, yo, connect with this person. They're going to be down here or they on the same, uh, you know, the same with l- wavelength in terms of what you focused on, hook up with this person. You're a producer, that right, person's an right. artist, or, you know, whatever they into, you always trying to make that connection. So you're definitely, like, an um, important piece to the community. Man, there's just too much going on. There's too many opportunities to hold them to yourself, bro. It's like, right. just even this opportunity to speak to you right now with this show, you know, there's there's so many people, so many things that we could do. Let's help each other out. Yeah. And I just like to, to roll with people that, that share that same mindset because then it creates a synergy. Mm-hmm. It gets everything moving faster. It's like, if you're in this mindset and you can realize this and you know going up front, like, be transparent, be honorable, and then connect people where you see needed. Like, if you're part of that, let's always connect. And then yeah. it just grows from there, and then there's no stopping anybody. Yeah, definitely. And I like that you're taking it just out of the region of where you live. Like you said, you going down to Walnut Creek. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. not, that's not a quick quick drive for you, you know what I mean, or a flight <laughs> or whatever. Like, that's yeah, like six hours. Region. Yeah, that's a different region. So the fact that you're getting out there and you're going to be giving opportunities to people out there as well. And so um, my next question just around that was like, where else are you going to like see yourself expanding? Like, do you see yourself expanding outside of California? Yeah. Or like, tell me what the vision is. So, I mean, the vision and this is actually crazy. I'll uh, I'll tie it together because it actually has to do with Walnut Creek. But even the whole reason we we like work with Capital One Santa Monica and San Francisco and uh, Glendale. But like Walnut Creek reached out to me something completely outside of events completely outside of music and everything it was on the health tip like i've been i've been recently um trying to lose some weight i set a i set myself a challenge uh in 2017 through some mentors motivations and uh i I set a challenge to lose 100 pounds and i've now lost 125 but when i lost that 100 pounds i did some social media posts talking about it like sharing you know the, the crazy thing that i've come this far and it's just you know you have to take it day by day but the person that reached out to me was actually a banker from Capital One. And they're like, hey, I remember you did San Francisco. I recently got promoted in-house and I wanted to reach out to you on a personal level because I got, he was diagnosed with a certain type of ailment and um, him and my mom both share that they are, they have signs of diabetes. So he, he reached out to me on that side and it was something that, that brought us together closer even more than business because I've been helping my mom through her health stuff too and she's lost 50 pounds and I've lost 125 and it's just like, outside of music outside of entertainment outside of work overall we're still humans yeah and that's what's brought us together and that's what helps expand because humanity doesn't have like a location it doesn't have like a a business structure it doesn't have any of that Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so as a human i think that serves a purpose to where as a human i like to travel i like to work with dope people so open canvas music event production those are all vehicles to help that happen the long-term vision is now i just want to provide value So long term vision is I could provide value through, you know, education of event producing, uh, of connecting people through music, poetry and art, 
of my knowledge of navigating a startup business to where you start from literally nothing to being able to say that we work with Capital One or in these different areas. And I want us to travel and get out there to anywhere so that we could we could all provide value. And when I say we, it's like me, you, Open Canvas, this collective of people that share this mindset. If we could provide value anywhere we go to, that's the long-term vision. So if I want to go to Florida, I could reach out to some people and do some stuff in Florida. If I want to go to Amsterdam, I could reach out to some people and provide value in Amsterdam. So long-term vision, like I want to do that, you know, through Open Canvas, through music, through events. Now with health and my story and my mom's story, like we could do that too. So long-term vision, you know, I don't have a certain destination, but I know that I enjoy connecting with dope people. I enjoy music and events live and uh, wherever that takes it, it's going to go. But um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's the goal. I want to travel this year. Like, I think that we're going to have, we're going to be making some announcements, but the goal is to do like a, a countrywide tour, at least before the end of the year. Nice, man. That would be incredible, man, to do that. Because like I said, again, it's just the work that you're doing, which makes it, um, it makes it more special. It's not like you just throwing an event just to throw an event, but mm-hmm. it has a specific purpose behind it. So it's like, no matter if you don't even like any of the artists that's coming up there, if you, like you said, connect with you at a human level for a specific cause, the people will come out just for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what kind of separates you from just like a any other like party promoter where they just trying to get bodies in the building to come mm-hmm. see the performers. Like, nah, this is bigger than just the entertainment piece. This is about how we uh, build value within ourselves and our community and how we relate as people and the things that we struggle in and go through life as a collective. Like, yo, you're not mm-hmm. the only person going through um, weight loss issues or you're not the only person that's um, dealing with cancer or, you know, being discriminated against because your gender or your race. Like it's people all over the world that's dealing with this. So you can take what you're doing and bring that anywhere and somebody going to feel you. And so I think that's what that's what separates you. And I think that's pretty dope that you're going to make that. Um, I'm not even going to say make the attempt, but you're about to go out to all these different places and spread what you're doing. Because I'm already believing that it's going to happen. We're just going to make that a, a a confirmation in our minds. Like Open Canvas right. is about to hit the map and they finna go affect everybody all across the states. Man, that's the thing. So for the listeners that are tuning in right now, if you're in a different state outside of California, let's build, let's connect. Yeah. It's already we're already speaking out in existence, you know? Yeah, definitely, man. And and let me know when you get those dates in too, because uh I got people in different places and um I can always connect them with you as well. So For sure. We just we just keep doing that. I was lucky enough to um have a young lady that I met um online just through music and stuff and one of my boys just went to new york and i actually hit her up like yo one of my folks is coming out there you know for a few days would you mind hooking up with him and she was totally down and he got in the studio with her and it's just good just to see people being open you know to networking and connecting with people Mm. i definitely know that can work on your end man for sure however however it needs to work you know and it's, it's crazy even um with this conversation, right, and how you're talking about you when you put it out into the world, uh, I just did a I just did a photo shoot with my man Sheldon Butler, and we were talking, and it's kind of funny because as an artist, I mean, you probably see this too as an artist, you say positive things, um, or or you portray a storyline, you know what I'm saying? But when you say things, it's crazy because sometimes you say things that you don't have yet, and you say them because you want those things, right. and then it's kind of it's like that constant it's that constant progress and like uh, that journey to actually finally hope that your, your alignment of your words matches up with the the actions and your world. Right. So it's like, we're saying positive uh, future, future looking things, 
but you're just hoping that your mind, your mentality, and your actions could help back that up and make it true. Right, right. You just gotta affirm it before before it's even in uh like real existence before it's actually tangible. And um, I think the more that you do that, it also brings accountability. So next time I talk to you, I'm gonna be like, you know, JD, what's up with that plan? Did you put it in my right? You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, why are you still in Cali, bro? Like you said before the end of the year, it's it's August. What's up? Right. You know, we gotta keep each other in check. Exactly, and and that's why it's good to put stuff out there, you know, because then it's like now you ain't just lying to yourself where you can get away with it if you don't do it. It's like, man, you told me you was going to be out here hitting all the states. Like, what's up? You know, so. Yeah. And then that team, that team keeps you accountable for it too. That's why it's so important to have a team, whether you're doing events, music, everything needs a team. Right, right. Now, what's your method of uh, getting people to come out and watch the shows? And, and then on the other side, the creative side, how do you pick the performers that you work with? For sure. So I'll start with the method. I mean, the method starts with the concept. So, for example, I told you about, like, Canvas Connections. Another concept is, like, Raps and Laughs. A different concept is, um, you know, we, we try to target a certain market. So the concept is definitely the first thing that helps us get people out because so many people are doing events. So many people are, are throwing stuff. There's, like, a million open mics in the world. So it's, like, creating a concept that's different, that stands out. When you listen to it and you hear it, it's, like, something that you personally would want to go to. That's definitely the first method. And um, second method of booking the artists and things like that it goes into that. You know what I'm saying? If there's a concept and you see an artist, it has to fit within that concept. And then even outside of that, if you have somebody that's super talented and maybe you have to adjust, you know, to, to make sure it fits within a time frame or, or whatever like that, it's really just, um, it's finding those people that are hungry, that they have that same mentality as you. It's like, we're starting up, you know, with Open Canvas, we're still new. We're not really able to pay artists like that. If we could, that's dope. We'll definitely do that. But it's just, uh, it's aligning with those people that are just as hungry as you are. And I think it was Issa Rae that said it, but she was talking about like network, network sideways. Like everybody's trying to network up, like move up to that next thing, move up to that next thing. You told but me they that. Don't realize. I think yeah, you told yeah. me that story. Yeah. Go ahead and tell that story. What she said again. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's something that we, we do, you know, automatically. But when she explained it, it's just like networking sideways means you network with people that are on your same level or that are looking to get to the same places as you. And that that way, when you do that, you go in with the same intentions, you go in with the same hunger, you go in with the same and like that understanding that you guys don't like we're not working with much right now, but we're using what we have at the moment to get these things in the future. And, and the good thing about that is, you know, it's that synergy. It's that mindset that we're, we're on that same level and we're going to the same place. That's kind of that's how we roll. And that's how we've been able to grow to San Diego and Oakland and even to get this interview and stuff, meeting people like that. Right. When you network, when you network up, it's almost like the person you're trying to work up towards. They don't respect you yet. Like you haven't you haven't proven yourself yet. Right. Or if they do and they're giving you an opportunity, a, a lot of the times that opportunity is going to be like something that's not even as valuable as you think. It's going to be valuable because you work with those certain people. You'll get a credit here and there. But then at the same time, it's something that you could eventually do yourself and then actually control it, have like creative control. Right. If you would just do it with some friends or some some business partners that are just as hungry as you. Definitely. Yeah, that, that's definitely true, man. And it's like you build a relationship through those connections because they're pure and they're authentic versus it, it just being a business transaction like, oh, I'm going to pay the hottest artist to do this. They get that so much that they're not really invested in the relationship. But mm -hmm. for me, the fact that you reach out to me to come on shows now, it's like, all right, when I have something, I'm going to make sure that I put JD on because he looked out for me. You know what I mean? 
And I think right. people who are in different positions, they don't necessarily feel that way. They like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna get paid for it. Or they could be thinking I'm doing them a favor if I do do this for them. You know what I mean? So right. what you're doing it is mate is creating relationships that can last for a longer time. So whoever comes up first in a situation will feel, you know, like, oh, let me reach back and pull those along that pull me along. Right. Because the the opportunities, all these things, they're, they're always expanding. They're always changing. You know, if you're serious about what you put out in, like, let's say, for example, another person listening right now, they're talking about, oh, I want to throw events. Like, if you're serious about it, you're going to do it. And that's going to happen no matter what. So why would we why would we stop ourselves from, you know, from that that growth, from that blessing, because we want to hold all the profit to ourselves or, you know, what I'm saying we got to create the team and then open the doors for other people because yeah. there's always those people that did that for you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And to go on a part when you're talking about making profit, how does someone in this the the producing industry go about making money? If like in the beginning, say you're not selling tons of tickets, is that the only way that you make money in this industry or are there other ways that you've been creative about still bringing in some type of finances so that you can keep going with it? Yeah. So it's definitely, it's, it's a case by case on that one, but there's, there's a lot of methods to do it. Mm-hmm. So something that's really dope and, and I enjoy actually, especially with entertainment is that there's no, like, there's no A, B and C's to the game. You know, like there's no, like, there's no, here's, here's part one. Okay. You got to do this. Now part two, you got to do this. Like there's no rules. Mm-hmm. So you really, you got to, you got to go case by case on the situation. And something that that's helped me is um, what I'll do is uh, I'll target venues that have off nights or brand new venues that need business. Like I'll go to them and I'll be like, Oh, I see. I walked into your bar and it's like a random, you know, Wednesday, Thursday night. And there's five people here and I know you're a business. I know you have bills and I know I'm a business and I want to create, you know, um, a source of revenue. So if we partner up on it, I could help you sell your drinks and then you can have some more customers here and then I'll promote that. And you just, you know, we come together and whether that means like a bar split on the profit or if that means that they let us use the space for free or if that means we have to do a door split and charge the door. Like whoever you speak to, they have their certain number that they had in mind. You know what I mean? And then you just have to think of your certain number. Like what are you willing to sacrifice or what are you willing to put in? And, and you think of that within yourself at first and then you just go to these different partners and you meet somewhere in the middle, you know? So there's there's not an A, B, and C, but that's definitely that's the first thing, the negotiation. You have to come together and create a good deal. Then the second thing could be ticket sales, obviously. You know, you have ten dollar ticket sales and then you have a hundred people in the door, you made a thousand bucks. Whatever the expenses are, you pay those expenses, but hopefully at the end of the night you have some profit. Okay. Um and then outside of that, this is like what we're getting into now. So like we've done those, we've done those bar splits, we've done those events where there's ticket sales, we've done those few things, we've done even free events. Well, we'll take a hit here and there because we see the movement and the exposure being valuable for us. Mm-hmm. But after that, what's the next level? So right now, currently, we're on this Paint Your Future tour. And um, how that came about is just the consistent hard work. And we started doing these concepts and moving with these monthlies. And basically, all of the events on our Paint Your Future tour are monthly or bi-monthly events. And we just happen to have like five of them. So over time, through the last two, three years, now we have a monthly event in San Diego. We have a monthly event in Northridge. We, we're hoping to turn this a Capital One event to something more consistent. But we just put it all on paper. We created it as a, as a, as a deck, and now it's a Paint Your Future tour. And I'm reaching out now, like right now, to sponsors. 
So I have all the analytics of like who comes to our shows, what's the age demographic, what are the locations. And now with these businesses, with these startup brands or these companies or these corporations, I can hit them with the data and just be like, yo, here's what we do. These are events that we hold. These are the topics with it. These are our numbers. This is the amount of people you'll get to. And then that's sponsorship money or promotion money. You know what I mean? They'll put money into you because they're paying for customers to sell their products and you're already doing events or you're already doing this movement, whatever that is. You can get the sponsorship money. You can get promotional money. And I mean, the goal with this Paint Your Future Tour is that we could take away the name Paint Your Future Tour and just plug somebody in and then turn that into a client base where that funnels into, you know, future tours or like bigger networks. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So that's it's another it's another source of revenue that you can, you know, put together with events. So mm-hmm. there's there's a the deal first whether that's a profit split on the bar or just you know ticket sales overall then there's a sponsorship slash promotion deal there's a whole bunch of different ways but those are like the main ones ticket sales the bar split and then sponsorships okay and then you even mentioned the data too so this kind of um goes into my next question so you talked about how you guys make money and you talk about how like how the data is being involved so if somebody's starting from scratch what's the way that they would get into um producing events like how should they go about it because i'm sure you have more experience now that you could approach it a different way if that was like the main thing you were going for but like you said you kind of just fell into it into another way instead of like i'm going to school to do this and do that if someone is kind of like sure that that's what they want to do what are the first steps that they should take and what things should they have in order if it was like your young mentor what would you tell them to do first so the your, first your mentee, thing, excuse me, I said mentor, your mentee. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing I would say is to is to support people first. So, for example, if you want to get into events, go to events and go support the things that are already going on. Then when you go support them, talk to the people that are involved, talk to the door person, the DJ, like learn about it first, but learn about it by doing like experiencing what people are already putting out in the world. And then once you support it, you see who's doing it. You've been to a few events already then figure out what you want to do as a person. Like, what is your event? Or what is your concept that you want to create? And then by supporting these other people, now you have that network that you've already built through support to go out and say, okay, now I've been to your show, I've been to your show, I've been to your show. This is my show that I'm about to start. And then you start building your team. You know what I'm saying? And your team your team will build eventually because you'll come back to those events that you enjoy. And you remember why, why you enjoyed those events and why you come back to them. You know, so you take little bits of everybody, of everybody that's coming together, you create your team and then you just start. And the way you start is you you put some deadlines on short term goals, like what area do I want to go to? What venues do I want to target? What needs to be in those venues? Okay, boom, you figure that part out. You put it on paper, create your team. Okay, who's going to help me with the door? Who's going to help me with promotion? Who's going to help me with this? You know? So, I mean, all of that, it could be case by case because depending on the budget that the budget that you're working out of, or even if you don't have a budget at all and you just want to do something to do something to start, like those are all possible. But these are just things that that I've done that's helped me. Like I started out with open mics. And when we opened our company, Open Canvas, like I was hitting like three to five open mics a week. I'll go to back to the ones that I enjoyed. I really built with um vocal artillery. They're like the first community that that helped accept me and like give me a place to talk and meet people and network. Um so shout out to Vocal Artillery in Northridge. Um but yeah, from there it's just like then I, I started mixing with different people and then I started doing that. And we were throwing our events, our first ones, we called them fundraisers. So we'd find a, a venue that didn't have um very much coming in on a certain night and we'll do a quote-unquote fundraiser where all the money would just go to them and we'll have a place to host it for free 
but that started the movement you know what i'm saying and then you continue the movement people start hitting you up and it's like oh snap now we have now we have content we have videos we have photos we have people that could say we did well and we're good workers and then we go to the next venue and that negotiates a better deal and then you do that again you go to the next venue you negotiate a better deal oh snap you know now we want to start planning festivals you know what i'm saying it's all progress and it's all like step by step but the thing is like people people want to put time frames on like you start here and then you go here and then you start here but it's like i feel like it's consistent like it's continuous you know what i'm saying like there's there's levels to it but those levels intermingle between each other and there's no like really i mean there is a really start and stop but you know it's a continuous journey so if, yeah. if you enjoy it and this is something you want to get into like don't do it for the money because if you do it for the money you'll be very disappointed <laughs> <laughs> i hear you I hear but yeah so i mean basically those are just a, a few things of advice i would tell if i was mentoring somebody like start with support build your team and then take as much as you can from the things you do use it to negotiate a better deal the next one yeah now i think the most important thing out of that too like you said is um supporting people because i look at it in terms of it almost as like the financial sector and people dealing with stocks like the more you invest in people the more you the more worth you have, like you building your net worth based, based on your network. So like if I'm going to this person's event and that person's event, you know, all of these different events, you know, like you said, when I throw my event, just because I supported a, a hundred different people, now I'm more likely to have a hundred different people come to my event because mm-hmm. I've been supporting them over time versus, you know, like I'm always just getting at them like, yo, you know, come to my event, come to my event. But I haven't, invested anything into them like what makes me want to do something for you when you know i got all this stuff going on and you ain't came to one thing you know right I mean? so that that's how i look at it um and it's and it's always worked out you know in my favor you know what i mean so i can attest to like that's actually something that works man so people don't just invest in you know what money can buy but also invest in what your time can buy by you know going to sit down with folks and having a dinner and talking about your ideas together, you know, actually being invested in what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? You share yeah. many ideas with me, like other things that you're trying to do, which are super dope. Um, you know, and then we've collaborated on projects as well that are like super dope. So that right there just creates like this, um, this long-term relationship that I know that art, if I, if I need you to come out to something, then it's more likely going to happen, you know what I mean, and vice versa, without the money involved, you know what I mean, because it's not like, oh, we're only going to do it if you can pay me, it's like, nah, man, this dude didn't hook me up with some stuff, so if you need me to come perform at something for free, it's good, or, you know, teach a workshop for free, it's good, Um, but a lot of people aren't willing to do that stuff first, they're waiting for somebody to buy their CD or, you know, purchase their merchandise before they make the first move, and I think it's really up to you to make the first move. I mean, that's how I try to approach it. No, I feel you. And a couple of things going off of that, too. Somebody explained it to me like this. They were saying, like, with everybody and the relationships you build, it's like an emotional bank account. So you coming out to a show and, like, you know, even though we're friends, like, you paying the door fee and coming buying the drinks to be a patron in the spot to help support the whole movement, like, that's that's a deposit into an emotional bank account that we share. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people remember that, whether right. it's, you know, whether it's in music, in school, as a mentor, as friends, as family, like they remember it. And it's like, damn, you came and supported me. You came and supported me. I haven't given nothing back yet. So it's like when it's time to withdraw, when it's like you need a favor, you you go back and you remember those times that right. you deposited that emotional bank account. 
And then it's like the more you deposit, the more time and like effort and support you invest into your friends and the people that you want to deal with, the the easier it is to go out and withdraw when you're ready. Right, right. That's yeah. the truth, man. That's the truth. Now, with all of these um, events that you've been putting on, what seems to be your most popular event today? So far, um, honestly, it's been Raps and Laps. It's, it's crazy because like, I look at raps and laughs, and it's the it's the simplest version of all of them. It's comedy, it's music. We have some poetry there too. We do it um, at 77 North in Studio City, but we started it as more of just like a concept, and we'll do it wherever it would take us. And um, shout out to Ak Amade. He actually he's a the partner that helped create this whole concept with raps and laughs. And it was just like we would do it at Vampire Lounge, which is a small bar. Then we got too big, and then now we're doing it at 77 North. And we've been able to get like close to 100 people, a little bit more over that for the past like three or four months in a row. And I think it's just because it's consistency. We do it every month. We do it at the same spot. It's right off Ventura Boulevard. And then also because we want to have more people there so there could be more networks. We're not trying to make a bunch of money, but we have a free entry. We just ask people to buy drinks at the bar. All right. So the fact that it's still able to be free, you can still enjoy the show, and then we just ask you to buy a few drinks, like, it makes it accessible to everybody. Yeah. And that's kind of what's what's had it, you know, become this thing where it's like 80 to 100 people, and, and you know, people are, are hitting us up and submitting, and we're getting, like, emails to come and perform, and it's it's an amazing thing. So I think that one's the simplicity of it and the fact that it's accessible and affordable for everybody to be involved has made it one of the more popular events. Yeah, I think it's smart marketing, too, because... If they're paying to get in, then they would probably pay to buy a drink, too. But the fact that they don't have to pay to get in makes them even more willing to pay to buy the drink. You know, it's like, right. I got in here for free. The least I can do is buy a drink. Or, you know, they might just be a drinker anyway, so that's going to happen. Anyway. <laughs> or some food. Yeah, or or they might buy some merch from some of the artists or some yeah. of the vendors. Like, right. It goes back into that, that whole emotional bank account. Like, it's, it's pretty tough to go to an event. And, and just not do anything as far as support you know what i'm right. saying you go you meet people you you build these relationships and you see performers that are dope like the the transactions come automatically because the experience is cool you know yeah definitely now since you've been doing this for a while i'm sure like it hasn't been smooth the whole way like what are some of the challenges that you've faced oh man it definitely hasn't been smooth the whole way i think uh the biggest challenge how you're talking about as far as um, and money and budgets and like finding these different sources is how could you how could you continue to do the things that you want to do while still taking care of and knocking out the things that you need to do? You know what I'm saying? So like that's definitely been a, a struggle for myself personally, because like my personality, like the way I am, I would much rather work like 20 hours and then like spend, you know, I'll spend like five hundred dollars to do something I enjoy. But on the flip end, I could have just, you know, I could have chilled back, watched, waited a bit, made, you know, a thousand dollars and then invested it after a while. But like I'm like a go type of person. So I go, 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 go until it, it until it hits me. And then it's like, all right, now I have to like I, I've left with no choice but to step back. So one of those things, one of the struggles is just like being able to make sure all of your needs are taken care of while still aiming towards um, getting and achieving the wants that you have. Got it. So, you got to balance the books. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. don't put yourself in, in too much debt to try to start up something. Like, just realize you you still have to knock out some bills. You still have to knock out some of your family time. You still have to knock out some of your friendships and keep that rolling while you're building your business. 
myself, like I've had that issue balancing where I would focus so much on the business, so much on the vision. It took away from, you know, other things that, that should have been taken care of. It should have been easy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I realized just through um, meeting a lot of artists and being an artist myself or whatever it is, when you're trying to build something from the ground up, sometimes, or should I say most of the times, is those things that we care about or what we say we're doing it for the most. Like, you know, I do it for my family or I do it for my community. Sometimes those things are the things that actually take the hit because we're so focused on the work. And it's like, yo, I'm trying yeah. to get all this money so I can support my family. But through the process, they're not getting anything from me. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it's like you, you spend your time to do it for your family, but you can't spend time with your family. And now it's right. like, who are you doing it for? And then that's that cognitive dissonance. It's like the where you're saying one thing, but you're feeling another way. And then your your emotions don't line up. And that just causes for like anxiety and stuff. So it's it's a constant balance. But, to, you know, now that we're talking about it and people are listening to how we're we're speaking about it openly, it's, you know, it's that constant check, that constant self-reflection. Like, is every action that we're doing taking us to the place that we want to go overall as a human outside of just business? Right, right. Yeah, because you don't want to... Um be in that position man because i i've heard stories about leaders of movements who like fought so hard for the movement and then their children are the ones who didn't get the time that everybody else that was benefiting you know from the movement got to get from those leaders and it's just like man you know you miss out on so much through the pursuit that the one mm. that you're trying to really like help create and mold to be you know just better people or just like take them from where you guys might have started, whether it was just like a, a a bad upbringing and you want to move them to a nicer neighborhood, put them in better schools, like throughout that process, you know, they're getting the short end of the stick. You know, everybody else is being served, but it's just like, man, the immediate ones and the close ones you love have to bear that pain through that struggle. Um, so I, I definitely, you know, have felt that many, many times, you know, where it's like, nah, mm-hmm. man, I forgot to call such and such or just to pick up the phone and tell them I love them, check in and see what they're doing. Cause sometimes we can get so consumed in our own pursuits that it's like, man, I didn't even call my friend to see how their business was going, you know, or I know such and such is about to graduate. Let me see how school is going. And I think yeah, it's just so easy to let that happen. Birth. Yeah. Birthdays, all that type of stuff. It's so easy to let it happen. So yeah, just finding that balance, man. I think it's something that we we have to deal with as you know artists and creatives because it it, it's, it happens often. You know what I mean? And um, it's just something that we can tackle. And I hope you know you guys listening to us just like it's real. So do what you want to do, but remember who you're doing it for, and don't put them last. Yeah. Because yeah, if you if you can't if you can't put food on the table, if you can't have a roof over your head, like. Then, then all the shows or things that you're doing don't matter anymore, and it's just like it, nobody—you never really know who's there to have your back until you need those people to have your back. Right. And it's just a shame to see some people that they get so lost in it, and they're doing their business stuff, and they're doing their business stuff, and when they're finally time to like ask for favors personally or individually, it's like that wake-up call of oh snap, like who's really your friend? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you like... get lost in the business, but you realize it's relationships, and that's another thing, kind of like. I don't know if this is a transition or like a side note at all, but I feel like, you know, how they say separate personal and business. Mm-hmm. I I have like a different thing. Like, I feel like you should separate personal and business, but they all correlate with each other. Right. But you can't do that 100%, but you can be upfront with like, okay, now I'm talking to you as business. This has to happen A, B, and C. After you knock out the business, then you go back to personal and you say, because we're personal, this is how business with us, with us rolls. 
you know so you can have that separation but we're all still humans and it's like nah business business and personal are one in the same the yeah. difference is one has money involved and the other doesn't right you know and that's and, it and even just to kind of piggyback off of that some things that i i've learned too is just like you can you know put those things together the business and the personal by involving those folks in your business in some type of way like i have this dream because i know certain people that i don't know that are really good at like finding flights so i'm like man i'm gonna make sure that person is my like my tour manager you know my road manager or i know certain people that's like really good with knowing where all the the hot clubs at and it's like okay that can be the person that's going to find all the venues for me so if you're smart enough to see certain talents within people you can you can find a position for them you know what i mean and and that gets them involved with the business. So they're taking it just as personal. I mean, not just as personal, but just as serious as you are. So it makes more sense for them to like take it serious. Right. And you just got to get with people that take it just as serious. Yeah. So um, before we get out, I w also want to hear about the ups that you had while pursuing this. Like, what are some of the greatest moments that you had and some of the highlights of this pursuit for you? Man, I think the best times is when I when I see people winning that that you start with, like that's always dope. When you check back with somebody and they're at like a certain level or they're touring, like I remember, um, I, I'll do some shoutouts, I guess. Like, uh, I remember my home, my friend, his name is Brandon, but he goes by Box of Beats, and I met him at an open mic in Northridge, like at CSUN, and then we saw each other here and there, and he got me out of a few situations on like a personal level, so our relationship got closer. But I still support his music and everything like that, and now like. You know, two years later, I remember seeing him at open mic, and then now I see him flying out to Canada doing festivals. Nice. You know, what I'm saying like at the far side of him, right? Yeah, yeah, at the far side of it. Yep. Yeah. And then even going talking about far side, like Justin, Justin Music. Mm -hmm. I met him at the dorms at CSUN through a mutual friend. He was doing his own radio station. He was doing um, live instrumentation and beats, and now he has his own broadcast produced by the Far Side. And it's like it's his own show. Like he created the whole thing, and the Far Side is just helping distribute it. So seeing him on that level, like, yo, you really are coming up. Like people, really, the only thing that changes um, successful people in entertainment and unsuccessful people in entertainment is that all the successful people just never quit. Mm -hmm. And that's a conversation that we had yesterday. Like all the successful people, the only thing that they share in common is that they never quit. You hear that so often, man. Like I, I listen to a lot of like the motivational speakers and, you know, through the people that do self-help books and, you know, all the positive sayings, you know, Nipsey Hussle, like all the people that I personally listen to when I like their grind and their business mind, they all say that like the same thing. Like you just can't quit because once you quit, then you know for sure it's done. At least if you try and it's still always an opportunity, but once you quit, you for sure it's done. And so, yeah. Uh, Cause in your mind, you're already done. Yeah. You it, and that reflects in your actions. Right, right, right. It's like you found no purpose anymore. So that's, uh, man, I'm glad you said that. Because everybody out there listening, I'm pretty sure you've had a moment of doubt. But the only thing that's going to separate you between the ones that don't make it is your ability to keep going. So it's like you might as well. Like my whole thing I say to myself is like I'd rather die on my pursuit, like going out like, well, at least he was trying. You know what I mean? Right. And then for my legacy to be, oh, man, he gave up. I like, I don't want that for myself. Or so. even not even starting. Like one of those things right. that 
you know, we all share is just like we're we're trying, we're doing our best, and we're always doing our best. But like to to sit there and have like a job that we're not happy with to complain about it and stay in the same situation, like I think that's worse than a lot of things. Like I'd rather, like you said, I'd rather be broke and you know put myself in a situation attempting to do something I want to do, right, than to be unhappy somewhere else. You yeah, know? yeah. And I learned that success really is the the process, man. Like what people may see at the end, like after you've accumulated all that stuff, like that's just the end result of all the success you had in between. You know what I mean? That's the open mics. That's the free shows. That's the stand up right. late writing. That's staying up in the studio recording. Like that's what makes you successful doing the work in between. Everything else is a result of you being successful at those things. You know what I mean? So right. that's how I look at it. So when people ask me, am I successful? You know, I, I say, yeah, because I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing the work. Everybody else just haven't had a chance to see it yet. You know, like I've been right. doing music, I've been performing, like this is what I actually do. It's just not on a mass scale yet. Yeah, and even um I remember one of my one of my mentors told me this. He was watching like a Dame Dash interview. But it's just like sometimes and this is like entertainment or everything, like you could you could just be for every industry, but it's like sometimes your vision is so big that it takes a lot of time for money to catch up. Mm, mm. I like that. And I was like, damn, that's a bar because it's like, no, that's true. Like somebody's vision, like who who had the vision for China? Mm-hmm. Like think about politics and all the things that China is running now. Like who 200 years ago had this vision? Like we're going to start doing this and like loaning money out here. And then by the end of the thing, like now we're going to be this powerhouse, like whatever. And it's like, who had that vision 200 years ago? They didn't even see their vision come to light. Right. But they created it. They planted that seed. Yeah. And then that goes into kind of like another, another person that I, I, I look at and like, you know, see videos like Steve LaBelle, he's a manager in entertainment and stuff. And he said, um, you know, if you create history, you'll never have to worry about money and you keep creating history and the money will come automatically. So it's like, how do we create history right. and step out of that? You know, it's it's something that's much bigger because this is a long life. And you know what I'm saying? Like, even if we fail at one thing or another, like we always got more time to do the next. And if our time is up, at least we know comfortably in our hearts that we gave it our all to do the things we wanted. And we did it, you know, justly and genuinely with the right intentions. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So that's that's what you're doing though, man. You you're creating history through the experiences, through your shows and the moments you create. And so I know you on the right path, man. So just man. keep at We're it. doing it together, bro. You're yeah. doing it with this show right now. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate that, man. And I'm yeah. I appreciate learning from you because I, I like learning about stuff that I'm not the expert in. So I'm always searching for knowledge. So just you giving me your game on, you know, event producing is just like going to be valuable to me someday when I'm like, all right, I'm going to put something together. What do I need to consider? You know, I need to look at the data. I need to go out to these venues and see what they looking like on a Wednesday night. What's going on? You know, so that's why I created this platform, because all this information is not always that easily accessible. And so it's a platform for people to be able to find people that they can um, reach out to. So I'm hoping that somebody reaches out to you and be like, yo, man, I'm trying to start this. J.D., I heard your episode on the podcast. Give me some advice, you know. So that'd be amazing, man. Yeah, man. We're going to continue to make these connections. But um, before we leave, is there anything that I missed that we didn't talk about that you want to cover or you just want to say to the audience that you think is important? Yeah, I mean, just wrapping up. I appreciate the time. Um, right now, we're still continuing. We're on the Paint Your Future Tour. We have a, we have a workshop at CSUN tomorrow, uh, Monday night for poetry. We're doing a, a poetry and songwriting workshop at a place called Home on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, we're going down to San Diego. I mean, all of this, when it comes out, 
it'll be a past tense thing. But basically, the Paint Your Future Tour is all of our event series that you could paint your future with. As an artist, you come out to our stuff, you network, you you create your future through our resources. And we're going to be doing this and we're going to be changing the names and bringing in different companies and then sponsors throughout the way. So just really hope to connect with different people. And then outside of that, um, just me as myself, J.D. Bailey, I'm, I'm trying to start this or I'm going to start this foundation and I'm calling it Journey Through 100. Okay. So That's, how it goes it, back. Yeah, explain okay. that. Journey Through 100, explain that. So uh, originally, like last year, when I set my goals on losing weight, it was journey to 100 where I wanted to lose 100 pounds within a year. I ended up doing it in eight months. And then on top of me doing the 100 pounds in eight months, my mom jumped on the journey, too. And she started getting better with her health and diabetes. It was like within 10 weeks, she was off her insulin completely and off her glipicide completely. Her numbers look better. She's down 50 pounds and she's 62 years old. And I'm down 125. And like the people around me, even like my support system, my friend in Texas lost 130 pounds. He was bigger than me. My other friend, his name, he's actually in LA, Willis Ryder. He's starting his own stuff and he lost like 95 pounds. He's full vegan now. So there's just so many different people around me and like so many things that are going on. I felt like my story wasn't enough. I started a blog. I feel like that's not enough. And now I'm starting an organization. Shout it out, man. What's the name of the blog? Uh, it's called Journey to 100. It's on Medium. Okay. So you can find you can find all of this through my personal JD Bailey like Facebook or on online with Open Canvas. Okay. You can go to the IG and connect with me personally. But I'm gonna be doing a Kickstarter in May for Journey Through 100. It's just gonna be a Kickstarter to help take care of expenses to start the business and get our first few events. And then our first one is gonna be a like an educational series, where it's health, fitness, and entrepreneurship. First part is health, where you're learning about. Um, making that decision, what parts of health you want to target to set your goals at. Second part is fitness, doing the work. And then the third part is entrepreneurship, like how me and you are talking right now. If you have a story, you have a purpose, create a business from it because now you can get paid to do the things that you enjoy to bring value to the world. So entrepreneurship is really something that that goes along with Open Canvas, with this podcast, with Journey Through 100. So I hope to connect on a few people on that, you know, whether it's fitness, health, music, art, poetry, you know, I just want to provide a value. So definitely connect either way. So are you looking for panelists for that type of stuff for that specific yeah. event? Okay. Cause I'll I be just want to put people on notice that's listening. Like, yo, reach out. If you're a health and fitness guru and that's what you do and you love to do it, make sure you reach right. out. Okay. If you're a gym, we we're going to host boot camps at gyms and everything. We already do hikes at Culver stairs. So okay. there, there's a lot of things to do, man. I just wanted to, to put it out there to connect and then they could direct, like directly contact me too. It's just open canvas at gmail.com. And then I'm the person that answers along with uh, our business partner, Geneva. So I'll, I'll see you if you guys reach out through open canvas at Gmail canvas with the K or all the social media is open canvas um, canvas with the K. Okay. Now I know you have a couple of events coming up in May. Do you have anything that's coming up in June? Um, in June we're doing this. Uh, we're doing a puff and paint party. So it's kind of it's with the it's with the dispensary. We're doing uh, some live painting there. We're gonna have some different sponsors within it. It's a little intimate event, but literally how it sounds, you come out, you puff and paint. Also, I'm working with a few different partners, um, doing like pop up event series like the Canvas Connections. That's coming up in June as well. Okay. So yeah, I mean really. We have these three or four event series that happen every single month. And uh, by June, you know, hopefully they'll get bigger. They'll be in new areas. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm asking because I, I know somebody um, who's coming out here in June from Miami that's looking for some opportunities to perform. So I definitely want to connect you guys if, if that's cool. Oh, yeah. And then I'm trying to I'm trying to lock in a date for, um, for Miami, August 10th to 14th. I've just reached out to some people in Tampa through a mutual friend I met on a hike. 
And um, yeah, we're trying to go out there. So I mean, maybe sooner than later, you can connect us and we can start planning for that already. Definitely. Perfect. We'll do. Now, um, do you mind giving out your contact information, whether that's email or social media, just so people that want to reach out to you can have an opportunity? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I'm a complete open book, man. If it's going to get us to that next level, like definitely. So I can even start with my phone number. Okay. Uh, my phone number is 818-282-3949. Uh, the only thing I ask is please text instead of call. Mm. Text, just say like how, how we met or if you heard on the show, just text me. My name is JD. Again, it's 818-282-3949. And then the email is opencanvas, O-P-E-N-K-A-N-V-A-S at Gmail. And uh, social media is all at Open Canvas, uh, spelled the same way with a K, and our website is opencanvas.com. Perfect. Well, thank you, man, JD. I appreciate you coming on here and sharing all your knowledge and just giving us all the experience and wisdom that you have. Um, I'm sure people will appreciate it and will utilize it. So thanks again, man, and good luck with everything you're doing, and be sure to let me know when you come out to the Bay so we can connect. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate you for, for letting me on, speak a little bit. And then definitely, you know, May 11th, I'm also trying to set some stuff for, for the next week, May 18th. So, yeah, we'll be in the Bay coming up this uh, this next month already. For sure. All right, man. We'll connect in. All right, man. Appreciate you, bro. All right. Likewise. Peace.